Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Chloe Talk. I am your host, Hella Chloe. Today, we're going to switch it up. And since it's Halloween, um, I got a special guest. His name is Sareth Ney. He's a fellow comedian slash podcaster. And um, he has his own channel where he interviews guests as well. So um, he actually interviewed me a few months ago on his channel for the Uncle Baby series. So make sure you go check that out. And without further ado, this is my man, Sareth Ney from Colorado. How you doing, Sareth? I'm doing well, Hellishly. How are you, bud? I'm good, man. Um, yo, happy Halloween. So, um, yeah, so um, you hit me up and you said, uh, let's do a Halloween episode. At first, I thought about, like, taking a break for Halloween, but I'm like, nah, I might as well just keep it rocking. So I'm like, this would be perfect for you to tell some some ghost stories, especially if you have any my ghost stories. I think those are the scary ones, and um, I could also share some of my 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 little ghost stories too that I experienced in real life. So hopefully, you know, I think it'd be I think it'd be cool to share because I've never really told anyone about my story. So let's let's talk about it. Absolutely, happy Halloween to you too, Halloween, and looking forward to sharing some ghost stories and scaring some audience members in the audience. That'd be pretty cool. So. Cool, sounds good. So uh, I mean, before we get into the ghost stories, you can quickly tell uh tell the audience um you know, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and um you know who's Seraph Ney. Indeed. Uh, I was born and raised in Colorado, um, and um, my parents are, you know, refugees from Cambodia, you know, like uh, most Cambodian kids are. And um, I started working, like, when I was nine years old at the restaurant, as a dishwasher. And um, and so my sister was, like, the waitress. So we were just like, little kids running around helping our parents out, you know. And um, so... I lived there um, and I was like the first uh, male in my family to graduate high school and then um, and the first to graduate college from my immediate family. And um, then I decided I'm gonna, I need an internship to graduate college. So I reached out to my favorite director in Hollywood and he's responsible for scary movies. So we're gonna be talking about scary stories here. So um, he was responsible for Hellraiser and Candyman and so he taught me how to write, like in scary form, and um, and I read a book from him called Mister Be Gone. It was about a demon that possesses a book while you uh, while you read it. And so there was a page that was on uh, on the uh, in the book that said, "You see me see that page jumping, moving uh, by itself. That's me causing it to move." And um, the fan wasn't on or nothing, and then it was just moving like crazy. And I'm like, this is nuts. I got to reach out to this guy and tell him, teach me how to scare people. And then um, then that's how um, that came about. And then uh, after, I did my summer internship and um, I got to hang out with the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan for about three hours because I had an idea of bringing them together. But they didn't get to meet, so I ended up hanging out for, with them for about three hours. Wow. And, Wu-Tang. Yeah, and then... All that good stuff, and I moved back home. I said, "Clive, it's time for me to go home." And um, he tweeted about me, and it launched my career, like in the very beginning, in like when I first met him. And um, I wrote, I went back, moved back home. I said, "I want to move to. Uh, I'm moving back home, and I need to um, just get away from LA. You know, it was a bit too much for me." And he goes, "I, I totally understand." And so, I uh, be- was a concert journalist, and I, I kept on, I kept that going. And I wrote about my little hometown of Pueblo, Colorado. And um, I said, I'm moving to Florida again. And I started doing stand-up. And they said, all right, uh, I just want three bands and three comics. And 
send me on my way. And so uh, they did, and they, I tagged one member of each band, and they said, we all went in on this. And then that's how Fest was born. And so I had my own festival in Colorado. Oh, that's dope, That's man. everything in a nutshell. Oh, wow. Congratulations on your uh, your journey, man. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing about, like, uh, your ghost stories and stuff. You said you wrote a book. Yep. I wrote um, some journals. There were, like, 18, and I had them all published. Hmm. And um, oh. in, the, in the concert articles that I did. But um, the screenwriting is um, what made me pick MassCom. And so that was that. And I started writing movies and making short films. And and then I haven't made a full-length movie, but in time I'll make a full-length movie. So Awesome, man. Yeah. Make some come out movies or something one time for the culture. Yeah. Some ghost movies. That'd be lit. <laughs> Indeed. I want to get right into the, the ghost stories, man. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, hit, hit us with some ghost stories, man. Uh, I'm gonna pass the mic to you, and um, and let's uh, you know, listen. I might, I might get shook. I might not sleep. I might sleep with the lights on tonight. <laughs> Indeed, most definitely. So, like, I guess we'll start back in '93. I mean, you and I both have sleep paralysis, and we talked about that earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and, ahead, um, man. I guess sleep we'll paralysis. start with our sleep paralysis stories and. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was ni- in 93, I believe, I went to Sokhumai for the first time. And uh, for those Americans that's watching, it's Cambodia. Uh, I I had sleep paralysis for the first time. I didn't know what it was. And I think it all started when I accidentally was in someone's way in Cambodia while he was working. And he gave me this look. And I think that's where like, the, the, the curse of the demons came from. Like each time I would feel like that pressure on your chest. You know, I'm not sure if you feel that too when that happens. Of course, See, like you can't move. It's cold. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I was. Um, one instance was like I. It was kind of like, like I was laying on my bed and I could, I could, I, my my eyes were open. I couldn't move. I couldn't scream, but there was like this black smoke right above my head. And then I hear like you know, like you said, like um, like a whisper in my ear. Like I couldn't make sure, like hear what it was, but I knew that it was not human, but it was like a, some kind of spirit. And then all of a sudden it was gone, but like you could hear the footsteps walking out the door and the door opening and all that stuff. Wow. How old were you when you experienced this for the first time? Uh, it was like 11. Wow. How, how, and, what, and how did you feel? Like, were you like scared out of your mind? Did you tell yeah, your parents? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Like my parents had to call like in monks and shamans and like mm. bless the house. And it was just like, we didn't know what it was. And, and you know, and. And watching like that movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, with Wes Craven, he said that the inspiration for that movie was like folks from Southeast Asia with when they couldn't sleep. And so it was just like, it seemed like everything was making sense with all with me and my horror days and, and all that stuff. So it was quiet. So how about yours? Like, what was like your sleep paralysis story? Like? Um, I was like, I think 15 years old, man. And, um, I was just like sleeping on my bed and um it was like really really early in the morning. I was like half asleep, you know, about about to wake up. I just have a sleep, you know, like when you wake up, you you barely open your eyes, you see nothing but blurriness. You know, you're still like half asleep but also like your eyes are open. And then um all of a sudden I felt like I started feeling scared for out of nowhere, like a fear. And then all of a sudden, like I couldn't move. It hit me. So like, 
you know, the spirit or whatever, or sleep paralysis. <laughs> it was weird because um, I couldn't move. I was trying to, you know how you try to fight it off, try to shake, try to do whatever, scream, and nothing comes out. Um, I was trying to do that. It felt like it was... It felt like an eternity. It felt so long, but it was probably only a few seconds, you know, because I was so scared. So I was really sweating. I was trying to fight it off, but I couldn't move or scream. And then um, I felt like this cold presence on my chest. I was on my back, you know, trying to, like, shake it off. But um, I was so scared because I've never felt anything like, like this in my life. And then um, and then it went away eventually, but... Um, I think that was like the first time, but like a few other, and then I started getting like almost every day, dude, as a teen from 15 years, 15 years old and up. And some instances were, were scarier than others. So that's my first time. So that was probably one of the scariest, but there was times where, um, I would get the sleep paralysis and then my bed would shake and I hear like some demonic voices in my ear, like, uh, uh, uh. and then it's like, sometimes I feel like a sledgehammer to my, to my head, like, boom. Like I snap out of it. Like it's really weird. Like some of them is like when they whisper in your ear, you try to make out the words. I don't know. Is it's like um, I don't know if it's Kamai. I don't know if it's like some kind of uh, like I don't know. It's like spiritual talk, but it's like it was scary. Like it was like in my ear. I could hear it clearly, and then can't move. So it's like I don't know. It became it came to the point where like I've been getting it became normal for me because I go to sleep preparing for it i know that's coming you know so i was like and then as i got older you know i stopped getting it i don't know the explanation behind it like you know science says it's sleep paralysis has to do with our sleep like rem and stuff like that but like i don't know like from experience like you can't really explain you know sometimes because like because you're not the one like feeling it you know and um i've i've never i've never diagnosed for being like crazy or nothing like that i've never had any like mental issues it's just like I kept getting it and stuff, you know? So, um, we, you know, like you said, like, you know, my parents went and got some shamans, too, and went get some monks to bless the house as well, you know? And, um, yeah, so, but I definitely want to talk more about it, too, but um, that's that's pretty much it for sleep paralysis, but um, there's a other story. Maybe I could save it for for later. It's about me actually getting possessed by demons or spirits in the house. <laughs> but, yeah, but I definitely want to hear your story about the your ghost stories and stuff. What you, uh, did you experience, this is, uh, what you experienced in Sokamaya, or is there other stories that you've had as well? Um, yeah, I have, like, um, two of, like, two, uh, I'd say, like, three of them that are pretty intense. Like, um, like, the second one, like, you know, another sleep, uh, they're, like, two more sleep paralysis and, like, a, and, uh, and two more ghost stories, I believe. And the, the second one, it was, like, I was, in 2006, I went back to Sukhmai and visited my uncle when I was in his house. And um, I felt like it was another one on top of me, but this time I could taste my own blood. And I'm like, this is really weird. Like, it was like, you know, choking me and stuff. And that was like one of them. And um, when I was at Clive's studio, I, you know, I passed out on his like, couch in, in his uh, conference room because he goes, Here's the keys. If you can't, you know, if you if you uh, if you're too tired to drive home, uh, stay here and don't even go down the the canyon, or else we'll get into a wreck. I'm like, okay. So sleeping is um in the conference room on the couch, and um that was there, and you know I heard the door open again, footsteps because it was like all these tile floors and you could hear it and like the acoustics was there and and he came over the next day and I I go hey Clive is this 
house haunted? And he was like, yeah, this house is haunted. And, um, you know, it's been in his story, his book called Coldwater Canyon or Cold Heart Canyon. And there's um, a lot of people that visit there. They go, we can't go down the stairs because there's all these paintings in there and we can feel their eyes, you know, watching us. And I'm like, this is some crazy stuff, you know, and and I have um, a, a Cambodian ghost story uh, that happened uh, I think that came to life that was freaking me out like to this day. And um, it was about like my, my maternal grandparents. That's the only reason why I went back to Cambodia is just to go see them. And, um, and like, I met them both like in the, my first visit when I was like nine in 93, right. And they were, and they were like healthy and they were moving around and all that good stuff. And then the second time that I went to go was in 2002. And my grandpa was like, he had dementia. He was like, you know, Alzheimer's. He couldn't even move. He just like stayed there in one spot the whole time. My grandma was like, you know, out and about walking around. And she was like, you know, um, sorry, your grandpa can't move. And, you know, and he doesn't remember anybody and at all, like nobody in the villages, nobody. And, uh, but when I appeared, he remembered me, even though I've only met him once, like, which was like, you know, 10 almost 10 years before that and uh he was like yeah so like I I feel bad like I I wanted to like hang out with you and, and you know and take you around the villages and all that stuff and and go on a cart ride with you and you know show you around to gal and I'm like it's all good grandpa you know I mean you're you're tired you're you know you can't move and you don't remember anybody you might get lost and then 2006 rolls around and I and he passed away. And um, I remembered him telling me that story, how he wanted to take me on a, you know, on a, on a journey throughout the village. And my grandma remembered that story too. And so I go to bed I, and I wake up and like the only way to have like the lights turn on in the house in my grandma's house was to turn on the generator first. And so everything was pitch black. Everyone was sleeping in the living room on the floor mats like they do whenever there's company and um, I go out of my room and I go to the back and I use the restroom. But the problem was like the bathroom on the ground, the toilets are on the ground and there's like right next to the, the shower and you got to take, you know, a, you know, the tub that the bucket that's in there, you have to take a pot and you have to rinse everything out and wash your own poop down the drain and everything. And um, on my way back, there was like these slots that were above the room that was I was staying at and like lights were shining through it, like a solid light. And I'm like, this is weird. You know, there shouldn't be lights in the house because the generator is not on. So I go back to my room and the bed had this indent and um, it was still warm. And, you know, when you leave the bed, like there, your body heat's gone. And I'm like, there's, you know, I didn't pay no attention to it. So I go to bed and uh I laid my head to rest and I dreamt that my grandpa was taking me on a tour of Cambodia in a cart. And, you know, I looked to the left and right and he didn't see him. So that way, that was like his way of, you know, keeping his promise. And it was, it was crazy. Wow. That's like my Cambodian ghost story. That's crazy. Yep. And, and I, I, you know, when I, it was like, you know, and a couple of years later, like, you know, four years later, that's when the whole Clive Barker thing came around. And I, I wrote this horror story about, you know, Cambodia 
and like you know i was watching like the killing fields to get inspiration and you know and and reading on books about you know the khmer rouge and all that stuff and i thought well why don't i write a story about like you know the khmer rouge soldier and how he didn't want to be the one that killed his own people you know and i and i gave it to the the vice president at the time that was that was there and he goes this this story scared me for like three weeks straight and he goes like because he never you know he's heard about you know the Khmer Rouge and and all that that happened, but um he didn't expect that story to come out of me, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, how about you? Have you had any experiences with like uh any ghosts like? Uh yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, uh there was this one time in my teens as well, probably like sixteen, seventeen. Um, uh, I'm like you know, I've been getting like daily sleep paralysis. But um, this one time, um, I was, I guess, um, I guess I got possessed by like two spirits, according to the the monk, you know, because like my parents didn't know what was wrong with me. I was, uh, it felt like I was choking, like I couldn't, like I ate like, um, I think I ate a garlic bread, but I couldn't, it felt like I couldn't, I felt like it was stuck in my thing, my, my throat or whatever. So they rushed me to the hospital. My parents rushed me to the hospital, and and the hospital said there was nothing wrong with me. So they just gave me a bunch of like, uh, I think it was uh, antacids. I think it was like they thought I, had, you know, because I told them I ate that that garlic bread, but but I kept on burping, burping, like I couldn't breathe, and but um, and then they sent this home. They took they took like sixteen vials of blood for me to f- just to say that I got a little bit of allergies, but that's it. Like there's really nothing wrong with me health wise. So they sent me home, and um, yeah, and um, so our parents, my parents were still curious to see what the hell's wrong with me because I, I kept on making that noise like ooh, ooh, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, like like I'm trying to, like something like. I wasn't forcing myself. It's just, it just, I just kept on making that like, like gagging noise, like I'm choking. So they took me to um, like a family friend. He's a shaman. He's like a Kamaya witch doctor type, you know, spiritual healer that we've been going to for a long time. He's he's been uh, you know helping the Kamaya community in Longview, Washington at the time. He's actually one of my my friend's uh, grandpa. Um, so we went to him in Vancouver, Washington, and um, he. We did a whole ceremony type thing where he, you know, he did all kinds of, you know, ballet and stuff and Kamai, you know, like, you know, the the spiritual stuff, like, you know, like the crew and the Kamai crew do, you know, they do, they light the incense, they they do this whole ceremony with like grains of rice, like they'll shape the rice in like a human body and then put all kinds of incense. It was weird. So it was like, but like when I was doing, when he was doing it, like he was, uh, he said, um, he told my mom. My mom and dad that uh there was two spirits in me that possessed me so so I guess he 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 took him away from my body and just tossed it out the front door and just did all kinds of like Buddhist type chants and stuff you know so I think from then on I was good so yeah but that was weird that's like one of the scariest like experience I've had because it was like being possessed and then I, the whole time I thought I like. I was choking on something, so, but I guess the the spirits were like pulling on my diaphragm, like you know, just and they were just tugging on my my insides or something. So it's it weird. So, yeah, like I've never told that story before. So, hopefully you guys are you know 
could imagine what I was going through. Like, like I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's just like it's hard to explain. Like, but I remember it clearly. You know, something you never forget, and this is something I won't ever forget. You know, kind of like traumatized. <laughs> I'm good now. I don't, I don't even get sleep paralysis anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm at peace, man. I feel good. So, <laughs> yeah, that was like that's my that's my scariest story that I experienced. So, yeah, indeed. It happens a lot to like people that are like you know young or like uh, they felt like uh, weak or something, and uh, you know I've done some research on it, and I think I blame it on like watching all those horror movies growing up. You know, oh, yeah. and that's what led me to you know the path that I had gone through, and it's like just constantly Freddy Krueger, Candyman, you know, Pinhead, you know, Michael yeah. Myers, like all the time, you know, growing up. Yeah, that and was that on really TV. Didn't help yeah. out <laughs> You know, shoot, my parents just like watch this, the scary Kamigos movies, which I think that was like way scarier to me, you know, like the app movies, uh, you know, the witch with the flying head, they call it app. And it was like, that was kind of, I didn't even sleep with the, I slept with the lights on for a long time in my teens, you know. But yeah, my parents love watching ghost movies. Uh, but as far as Chucky, I thought that I didn't think that was scary. Freddy Krueger was, ah, it, to me, it was like, uh, it, it was scary, but it wasn't, you know, because <laughs> to me, it's like, I just looked at him as a as like a pizza face guy. It was like, you know, it was like, yeah, show me some ghosts. <laughs> he was more like a villain, like in your in your dream, right? So it was like, I get really scared with the, the, the ghost movies, you know, the ones in like, they wearing white with the long hair and they're floating. Those are the type of movies that scare the hell out of me. Yeah. Indeed, like. You know, the one that scared me the most was Candyman, and that's the one that, the one that Clive came up with. And, like, for six years, like, I didn't sleep with the light. Like, I slept with the light on and used the restroom and with the doors open, the lights on, even when it was daytime. And, like, I had to go to sleep with, like, a you know, the radio on. And it was just, like, it was just too <laughs> realistic for me, you know? And I'm, like, you know, I'm glad they're, you know, doing, like, a like a retelling of the story for next year with Jordan Peele and, and Nia DaCosta and stuff. And hopefully Tony Todd comes back, but that movie just hit me like right into the, you know, soul. It was just like, man. What's the scariest movie? What's your scariest movie of all time that, that you would rank in the movies that you ever seen in your life? Uh, I'd have to go with Candyman. I mean, everyone can say like the exorcist and like, you know, Rosemary's baby and Texas mm. Chainsaw, but, Nothing really, you know, scarred me for that long, uh, unlike Candyman, I think. And I, I don't think I want to say his name any more times than that, or else he'll appear and I'll get killed with the mm. hook. Yeah. You know? How about you? What's your scariest movie that you've ever Probably seen? those Asian movies. Either the Chinese ghost movie that are dubbed in Kamai, or just like those the Kamai app movies. I don't even know the name, but I remember it scaring the sh I think my mom had a poster back in the 80s. It's like this, like, uh, there's this Kamai poster. It's like a, it's like a horror movie, but it's from like the fifties, I think. And there was like this poster of it, and my parents had that hanging on our living room wall. So I was like, when the lights go off, you look at it, the poster, and it's like some scary looking face, you know. I don't even know the name, but I know that it was one of the scariest movies ever. It just traumatized me as a kid. So yeah, so probably the Asian movies like that, the Kamai ones, and um, even the Chinese ones that are dubbed in Kamai, you know. Yeah. Come out movies. The scariest thing on my wall now in my, you know, in my parents, you know, kitchen is their six-year-old calendar. They still haven't taken down. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it ghost calendar? 
No, it's just, you know, it's just like, it's just like they love like just hang, leaving stuff on the walls that are just like, you know, old, but they have like, you know, those Asian store calendars where it's like, you know, a nice like plant or a nice bowl of fruit. And then they have all the dates on the bottom and it's like, oh, that's a really nice picture. And they just leave it up there. It, yeah. It's been like since 2014 since it's yeah. been up there. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like. I think my my mom has calendars that are expired. <laughs> they just leave it up there, you know. Yep. Yep. Indeed. If only if we can go back and not deal with the twenty twenty COVID stuff, that'd be you know. Yeah, man. Shoot, COVID, man, crazy. Um, you have any more ghost stories? Like any ghost stories that people told you that you want to share with the audience? Um, that told me. Um, I don't think I have that many like um you know all the stories that I had was like sleep paralysis and the book mm -hmm. that was that was I was reading that I was possessed and like mm -hmm. you know seeing my grandparents but there's some other stuff that uh, I noticed that happens to me whenever I go to cemeteries to go visit loved ones it's weird like first like I'm 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 standing in, in front of their grave their their tombstone and um all of a sudden it's sunny outside and starts raining and then while it's still raining like my nose bleeds and it happens every single time I'm like why is this happening am I surrounded by ghosts and and like it's just weird to have that feeling to have like your nose bleeded with the rain and and it just out of nowhere and it only happens when I go to cemeteries too dang so I just like bleed and just you just feel it coming down yep out of nowhere that's that's weird yeah and there's place in florida that's uh, called um casadega and i'm thinking it's like one of the most haunted towns that you can go to and uh, maybe i should see like one of those tarot card readers or those mediums and see what mm -hmm. the heck is like you know surrounding me find out I... like where did the sleep process come from why did this mm -hmm. book just the pages move when i was hmm. you know just minding my own business and reading this book and and just finding out, like, why my nose bleeds and how did that story of, you know, my grandparents, like, how did that happen? Like, just, I want to know everything. Yeah. Have you ever spoke to, like, a tarot card reader before or, like, a psychic or anything like that? Um, I haven't. Um, even though, like, I think I should just because I, I'm, I'm curious about the whole, like, afterlife. Like, where do we go when we die? Like, does it happen, like, the butterfly effect when we die? Um, the light at the end of the tunnel is actually the hospital room. And then we become <laughs> a baby again. Yeah, I, w I always have that type of wonders too. I always wonder, but you know, yeah. So sometimes, like I, I live right by like a psychic shop that says psychic on the window. Like one time, she she hit, she's standing outside. She's like, "Yo, you have a good energy. I want to give you a tarot reading." In my mind, it's like, ah, she's trying to make money. And then I was like, you know, I feel like sometimes I wonder, like. I want to know, but I don't want to know about my life, you know? <laughs> I feel like I just want to see what happens on my own, but, like, because what if she tells me something I don't want to hear, you know? <laughs> Some yeah, kinda, yeah so it's like, you never know. It's like, I don't want to, I feel like we shouldn't even know our future, you know? We're not supposed to, you know? We're not supposed to know. We just got to live through it. Because what if she tells you you're going to get hit by a car tomorrow, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Indeed. I, and plus, you know, it's like, I think she wanted like $25. So I was like, you never know if it's a, you know, sh I don't know. Not to, not to hustle you from yeah, 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 you never know. I just don't know. I just don't want to know, you know. 
Are your parents as superstitious as, like, you know, the, as, you know... You know how Asians are. Yeah, they're, they're hella superstitious, especially my mom. She always, like, you know, wants to go to the temple and stuff and this and that and get blessed and, you know... She, yeah, she's very superstitious. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Same here. Like, they're like, make sure you don't take pictures with people in odd numbers and, you know... Yeah, like, three is bad luck, they say, right? Yeah. So, like, I've been taking threes, though, like, dang... Some superstitions are weird, you know, like like your left eye twitch is good luck or bad luck. It's one of the two, you know, or your right eye twitches is good luck, I think. You haven't heard about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like uh, if you're like if uh, you hear ringing in your ear, someone's talking about you and mm-hmm. if your palms itch, that means money is coming your way. And yeah, it's all these other things. Yeah. The black or if you, cat. If, or if, if you bat your lip. Someone's talking about you. I'm like, sometimes I bite my lip in my sleeve. I'm like, shit, who's talking shit about me? (laughs) 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 Who's talking shit about me right now, man? I just bit my lip in the middle of my sleeve. Come (laughs) on, man. Stop gossiping, man. Shoot. (laughs) It's all good. Indeed. Do you have any, like, um, when when you go visit your loved ones at, you know, like the um, cemeteries, do anything happens to you or anything? Uh, I just get the chills, like, you know, you know how you get the chills, like, the the coldness around? But, like, I don't think much of it. Like, I, I to me, a cemetery, I feel like, is a place of, you know, peace and, like, you know, I don't ever feel anything. I don't even feel, I don't feel fear at the cemetery. It's a, it's a place for, uh, you know, to me, it's a place to pay respects to your loved ones, you know? Thank you for the ghost stories. I think this is a, you know. Yeah, break the, break up the, uh. You know, the flow a little bit and refresh yeah, and resurrect, you, <laughs> you know, and all that good yeah. stuff. And... Mm-hmm. All right, Sarah. So I think we should, we had a little, you know, good conversation, good stories. And, and I appreciate you coming on Chile Talk to, to tell your stories. And um, what can we find you on social media? Indeed. Like, um, go visit my website, aqdpi.com. If you say it fast, it's aqdpi.com. And you'll see like um, my future shows, my stand-up videos, all that stuff, storytelling, all that wild stuff. Um, there's like a, I'm having a show in November 21st at a horror cafe called Jonesy's Escape in the middle of the Florida forest. And um, online ticket sales um, that are happening. I'm donating my 100 of the proceeds to the Colorado fires where I'm from and the Cambodian floods that happened recently. So hopefully that helps out both of where I come from, so. Wow, respect. That's what's up, man. All right, I appreciate, you know, appreciate you, brother. And um, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And, um, you know, see you guys on the next one. And have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Stay healthy. I appreciate you, brother. Take care. Take care, Sarath. Come out in this house. There's some come out in this house. There's some come out in this house. There's some come out in this house. I'm tired of certified come out. There's some come out in my house. Making noise up in my kitchen. Yo, I thought it was a mouse. I'm climbing. Come out in this house. There's some come out in this house. Man, I'm dealing with some punk ass come out. About to punch you in your mouth. Yeah, you punk ass come out. I drop some kick you from my couch. Yeah, I'm punk ass come out. I'm screaming. Come out, come out, come out, get your ass out of my house. There's some come out in this house. There's some come out in this house. This is Sreth. You're checking out Slay Talk.